This is a Triple J podcast. Hey, what's happening? Welcome to the Shake Up on Hack. I'm Dave Marchese. We have made it to the end of the week. It has been a trip. I'm starting to sound a bit normal again. If you've been listening to the podcast throughout the week, you'll know it was a bit hairy uh, a few days ago. I wasn't sounding too well. I was off for the first couple of days, but now getting better. Also, the news, a wild ride this week. So what are we talking about on the shake-up today? Here's a bit of a taste. Hi. What's been a crazy 24 hours of news about Lizzo? Lizzo is being sued by her dancers. Lizzo has finally responded. I don't want my movie experience ruined because someone else can't sit and watch a movie without being on their phone. They do say that everybody needs good neighbours. But what if your neighbours aren't that great? On Triple Jack. Oh, yeah, lots coming up. The Lizzo stuff surprised everyone. She's obviously hit back at these allegations, denying them, but I'm interested, if you are a Lizzo fan, maybe you just saw her at Splendor, one of the other shows, how do you feel? Like, does it turn you off the music, even just the talk around this, the allegations? Or maybe you've got strong opinions about how the media's covered it all. Let's hear them. You can call in 1300 055536. You can message in as well, 0439 757555. But hey, before we get into that, let's meet the Shake Up crew for the day. And we got two fresh ones for you today. <laughs> two fresh ones. Firstly, he's a music presenter, host of the Flop Stars podcast, Nick Kelly. Welcome to the Shake Up. How's the week been? Dave, it's been a chaotic week and kind of a sad week in some ways as well. But yeah. I'm looking forward to unpacking it with safe company. Oh, we love that. And <laughs> love welcome this. to your first Shake Up. Thank you. I feel oddly nervous. I do radio most days and I still feel really, really nervous being here. It's so. kind of weird. The people, I like the honesty. Yeah, the people who feel weird, it's often the ones who are professional radio presenters. Yeah. Like, I get nervous too sometimes. I'm like, oh, I'm not ready to go on. I'm not ready to go on. <laughs> hey, the other person we've got on is someone pretty incredible as well. Founder of Pretty Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> founder of Cheek Media. Hannah Ferguson, how the hell are you? Good, how are you? It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Stop it. You've got a new podcast coming out, right? We do. Next Tuesday, 5pm, 8th of August. It's called Big Small Talk. And we're very excited. It's been on all platforms, so get it in your ears next week. So what's the rundown? What kind of a pod are we talking? We're basically talking about a podcast that gets the entirety of the news cycle from the funny to the frivolous. It's going through parliament all the way through to pop culture. It's landing all the big stories of the week and giving hardline opinion on those stories. So not just the breakdown, but the opinion too. Beautiful. Well, all of that is coming up very soon. We're looking forward to it. But hey, it's time for us to crack into the shake-up. Hack. I'm devastated. I loved Lizzo. She was an inspiration to me. And now she's not. On Triple J. Lizzo has broken her silence on these really intense allegations that were levelled against her this week from former dancers on her tour. Claims of sexual harassment, false imprisonment, discrimination, assault. This is really serious stuff, right? And Lizzo's saying it is all false and unbelievable. But what damage has already been done to one of the most popular performers of our time? If you are a fan, how do you feel? Hack. Let's talk about Lizzo. Lizzo is being sued by three of her backup dancers for awful working conditions. Lizzo allegedly pressured them to participate in disturbing sex shows. Nobody speaks up because they're so scared for their jobs. I was terrified for my job. This was a corporate office. Immediately, that would be so many HR violations. Lizzo has denied claims made against her by three of her former dancers. I'm disappointed. I think Lizzo was the last person that we thought any of us would be talking about right now. On Triple Jack. Yeah, let's get into this one. I want to hear your thoughts. These allegations, very serious. 
They've been denied by Lizzo. She's saying they're false, they're outrageous, but her reputation already copping a beating. Does it change the way you view her work? Have you found that you have just stopped listening to her music already? Let me know. You can call in 1300 0555536. Message in as well 043975755. Got messages already. Someone says, I feel as though Lizzo has already been demonised by the media. If she'd been a white man, the headlines would have said innocent until proven guilty. That's someone's opinion there. Let's get some more opinions. We've got the Shake Up crew, music presenter, podcast host, Nick Kelly, and Hannah Ferguson from Cheek Media. Nick. Music and pop culture expert, what are your first thoughts when this story drops? I mean, there hasn't been a story like this. I, I actually can't think about a story like this involving such a mainstream, huge name. And it comes off the back, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, she was in Australia. I was at the show in Sydney. It's weird because it was so recent, right? It's bizarre framing. And that hour and a half in that room in Sydney, seeing her live, it was nothing but unbridled joy and positivity. And for me, as you know, I grew up a really skinny kid. I've put on a bit of weight in the last few years. To see a bigger woman, a bigger black woman on a stage like that is so important to so many people and you could see that on the faces of those tens of thousands there. So for this to come out a couple of weeks later is utterly devastating and so damaging. And that question you ask about, you know, has the reputational damage already been done? Absolutely. This will be a conversation that people are having about Lizzo for the rest of her career. There will obviously be so much stuff that comes out in the wash over, over this court case case. But, but the damage is already done. And I'm, I'm really sad about it. And I wonder whether there is going to be this ability to take these allegations really seriously and, and go through with them, but also acknowledge the amazing work she has done to make people feel included and to represent a new kind of person in pop music and in such a broad context across music. I, I'm not saying whether that should should happen. I'm wondering whether there is this new kind of context we have to build because this is such a huge artist and a huge story. I'm wondering whether there's this new context where we can celebrate Lizzo for what she's done, what she's represented, what she's broken down in terms of what pop music around the world looks like mm and also give agency to these stories and these allegations Look, and take them very seriously. That's an interesting point. Hannah, are you a Lizzo fan? Like, how did you react to all of this? Yeah, I was on a run this morning and a song came on shuffle and I was like, ah, immediately froze <laughs> up. What do I do? Do I skip? Do I listen to it? It almost felt like a colliding of worlds in the moment. I saw her at Splendour a couple of weeks ago and I completely agree. It was such a life-affirming experience. Like, I felt like it was one of the most empowering performers I've ever seen on stage that literally spoke to everyone in the crowd and told them they're enough. And to hear something that is completely the opposite, that completely engages in this like really hypocritic rhetoric, it means she has further to fall. I think that there's a problem here in the way that we're judging these allegations because white men would never be judged in the same way. And I agree with um, what the person sent in regarding like white men would just go straight to presumption of innocence, right? And so with Lizzo, there's a different level of judgment, but we need to be able to apply that, that process and that morality across the board the same way. And that's not been happening. Right. But at the same time, I think she does have further to fall if this does become uh, something that we can prove is true. But at the same time, there's also a world where we never know the outcome because there's a settlement that means, you know, there's non-disclosure. So anything could happen and will we ever know the truth? What do we do with the allegations if they're never proven? Yeah, I was going to say that there's not necessarily going to be this 
textbook ending to all of this where it's very clear, guilty, not guilty, did she do it, did she not do it? We may not know, like you said, Hannah. Got messages coming through on the text line. Someone says, I'm a big fan of Lizzo's music. I'm really devastated to learn that she could be, allegedly, another bully. Someone says, it seems like Lizzo could have been giving others grief like she got grief that she used to get when she was younger. So, like, a lot of different opinions there. It's not uncommon for artists to face, like, serious allegations, right? Like, we've seen this, obviously, plenty of times in the past. But there is something really unique about this because Lizzo seems to have such broad appeal, right, Nick, across society, like, across people who enjoy all kinds of genres uh, from different cultures, parts of society. It makes this hit very differently, right? Well, I I really enjoy reading the comment section about Lizzo every now and then because you do see sort of people that you don't expect to be core pop music fans standing up for her. And often the thing they'll say is, she plays the she plays an instrument, she plays the flute, she's a yeah, real musician. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, there is this amazing kind of love for her in that space. She's also been so much more than a musician as well. You know, the body positivity activism, she has been an absolute leader in that space for so long. And even hosting TV shows and going into that space as well. She is bigger than just a musician. She is a celebrity. But I think you're right. This is a whole new kind of level of talking about these kinds of allegations because often when you hear these sorts of allegations, they're around men. And you're right, we have this sort of narrative around when men are accused of these sorts of things. It is very unique for a woman of her stature to be accused of the things she's accused of in these court documents. And so I think we almost have to find this whole new language and understanding around how to actually process this as fans, as music consumers, as an industry, um, as media. It's a whole new... We're on a whole new playing field here. Yeah, well, in terms of the media, um, you know, Lizzo said, I'm not the villain that the people that people and the media have portrayed me to be. She's also said that she would not let the good work that she's done be overshadowed by this. I don't know, Hannah, can like an artist fully recover from something as serious as this? I mean, again, it depends on the outcome and it's all allegations at the moment. I think that it will be tough for her to ever recover unless it was completely disproven and, you know, they came out and they had fully admitted that it was a lie if that was the case. Mm. I think what the other territory that we're in here that's a bit dangerous is I think that when someone like Lizzo, because she comes from like many marginalised groups, faces allegations like this, people feel entitled to engage in really fatphobic, racist and misogynistic rhetoric about her that wouldn't be applied to someone else. And I think the way that the media is portraying her and the way that comment sections are going, it feels like people have the right to perpetrate the very behaviour she's been accused of and that's not okay either. I don't think it's possible for her to fully recover at this point would be my bet, but I'm willing to be proven wrong, absolutely. We've got someone on the text line who says, look, if others get cancelled, Lizzo should too. Someone says, whether or not these allegations are proven true or not, I'm disgusted by the fact that people are jumping on, instantly bashing on Lizzo for her weight again. That was from Cameron. Someone else, Lizzo wasn't just another celebrity, but an artist who was famous for her inclusiveness, body positivity, queer friendliness and support for Indigenous and Black folk. It's sad to hear that she hasn't been treating people with respect. That is an allegation um, that she denies. At the end of the day, this person says she is a boss as well as a creative and we know that bosses tend to suck. Look, I mean, they are serious allegations. It's not just a a sense of, oh, you know, the boss is being a bit mean. What is being alleged here is incredibly serious. We're going to be hearing so much about this in the months ahead. We'll keep you across it because the media will no doubt be keeping across every update. 
Time to move on. Hack. If you cannot go to the cinema and stay off of your phone for, what, two hours? Don't go. On Triple J. Okay, let's lighten it up a bit. Have you been to the movies lately? Probably, because everyone's getting out. They're seeing Barbie, they're seeing Oppenheimer, smashing records around the world. How good is it to have a packed cinema again? Actually, it turns out it's not so good. That's what we've learnt, because the world's discovered in the last couple of weeks especially, we're actually all rude pigs. Hack. I just want to quickly get into a bit of cinema etiquette. I just got back from seeing Barbie, and I have some things to say. You can't even sit through a 90-minute movie in the dark without going on Facebook. I'm sure the memes are white. There was a point where I think like Barbie and Ken were talking to each other. This person started playing cricket noises as a sound effect on their phone in the middle of the theater. People say, oh, if you want to talk during a movie, you shouldn't go to the cinema. Lies. If you don't want to hear people talking during a movie, you shouldn't go to the cinema. On Triple Jack. Yeah, there's a lot being written up about this at the moment. Whole articles, top five tips on how to act at the cinema. Are we serious? Do we need this? Probably, maybe. What's been your worst experience of the movies lately? We can broaden it out to gigs as well, actually. If you've got a belter of a story, I want to hear it. Call in. Tell us. one 555 You can message in as well. 0439757555. Also, if you've been brave enough to call it out, what did you say? How did it go down? Because we're already hearing from so many of you on the text line, someone says, my partner's so paranoid of making noise during a movie that she opens all the snacks before the movie starts. Ah, interesting move. Someone else, my mum's phone just started blasting music in the middle of Barbie. It was so embarrassing. Let's ask the Shake Up crew. We've got podcasters, presenters, music experts, lawyers, everything. We've got the, they do everything. I don't know. Nick Kelly, Hannah Ferguson. Hannah, do you love the movies? I love the movies. I it, Before COVID, weekly moviegoer. I've seen Barbie twice. I'm booked in for a third twice? time next week. Wow. Yeah, t- uh, tell me about it. No Oppenheimer yet, but... Um, Did you like it? I liked it the second time. The first okay. time, critical. Second time, into it. Okay, nice. it's not a movie review so show. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Or it could be. It could be. Nick, you definitely love a cinema experience. Well, I've only recently started liking a cinema experience. I was saying the other week, the only movie I think I saw between like 2019 and 2021 at the movies was Detective Pikachu starring Rita Ora. It was the only <laughs> film in three years that I saw in a cinema setting. But I've realised recently, it is the only time in my entire existence that I will turn my phone off mm. for a couple of hours or at least put it to airplane mode or at least put it to airplane mode for most of the movie and then maybe check it an hour in to check if I've got any emails and then maybe once I've seen that email then I was... You, you see where I'm going here. Okay. I re- have realised that I have a brain illness that makes me... Im- like, I can't get off my phone for long <laughs> enough. So I feel like I am part of the problem here that people are talking about. But I really think there are so many young people in particular that have that just don't know how to go to the movies. I blame the pandemic for a small part of it. I just don't think there are some people that know how to go to the movies and know what the movies are for. I just feel like it's always been pretty bad. I don't know. Like, everyone's got this image that just a few years ago it was such a, um, you know, sterile, clean environment at the movie. Everyone knew what to do. I was horrible at times then as well, Hannah. Absolutely. I also don't like young people copying the blame for this. Controversial. <laughs> but as a Gen Z, I'm offended. Yeah. Like, no, because i the stuff you see and we're seeing on the text line now it's not young people no it's not it's mum or grandma who can't put their phone on silent come on people let's get real and for me actually it's people who put their feet on front of the seat in front of them they they put their feet up guilty 
the, the issue is, I mean, the good thing is at the moment the cinema is so packed that people can't do that. But I hated that back in a half-empty cinema, people who just put their feet up near. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's we off. don't love that. We, we don't, don't love we don't. that. We've got lots of messages coming through. Someone says, I tell people to put their phones away. Last time I did it, the guy was very apologetic and then just left. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so dramatic. Someone else says, I've called out heaps of people for being noisy in the theatre or cinema that I have a reputation for it. I have no shame. If you're in the audience, shut the F up. Blunt, blunt stuff there. Where's the line? Because I feel like playing music, for instance, ridiculous. We had a message in a bit earlier. Someone was saying, oh, they were these kids throwing balloons around. Probably a bit too far. But surely a quick scroll is okay because I'm a bit guilty of that. Hannah's like, no. No, no, not come at all. on! It's not. It's never long enough of a film to warrant that. If you're going to the cinema for the experience and you're paying for it, other people are also paying for it. You need to be respectful. In saying that, though, if people are laughing during funny parts of Barbie, that's also a communal experience. So, like, I think that if there's applause, it's a great bit. Like, that's fun. There's a, there's a fine line between rude and fun and communal. Yeah, I think there's collective emotions kind of create the experience with some movies. Nick, do you agree? Like, if you've got a yeah. huge laugh in Barbie. Surely we love that. Absolutely. And there were plenty of huge laughs in Barbie. I loved it way more than I was expecting to. I went on my own, which is always an interesting experience. And so you would presume that someone going on their own would be much quieter. I think I was laughing louder and more freely than I ever do. Same as me. I went by myself too the first time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of movie. It is so laugh out loud. That is fine. But what you're talking about with people scrolling TikTok, I don't think any decibel of audio should come out of a phone during a film. Absolutely not. And the same goes for the theatre and the same goes for live concerts as well. No one's phone should be making audio. But if you've got the brightness completely down and you're just checking an email, I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable seeing other people do that. Where is this written into law? Some sort of social law. This is getting serious. I just think this is a bit serious, isn't it? It is weird. Would you call it out, Hannah? I would call out someone who was consistently talking through a movie. If a phone goes off once or twice, I won't say anything. Okay. But I have friends that are shushes and it actually humiliates me even though I know that they're right and they should be doing it. Right. Nick, would you call it out? Uh, yeah, I would. In the same way that the train that I normally get if I'm going through the city and back um, is a quiet train. Half of the carriages are quiet for this journey. And if you're on that quiet carriage, I'm an absolute stickler for the rules on that. Not a single whisper should come out of you. I don't even Whoa. want to hear your AirPods. Wow. Wow. Going any louder than they need to be, yep. I will call that out straight away. If, you, if there's a little bit of a bleed coming out, oh, you don't have the that's job. Way too far. That's, that's too no, much. That's not not there, you shouldn't be able to hear a pin drop. Okay, Karen, you I'm live in the <laughs> <laughs> you live in the world, Nick. Um, no, but hey, um, we could maybe introduce that. Like, in, like we have quiet carriages, we could have quiet cinemas, but uh, quiet sessions, uh, yeah. quiet sessions where there's absolutely nothing. Actually, in China, there's a big push to do this at the moment, and people are calling out rude behaviour in cinemas is reporting on it. It's definitely a big movement there. Got a lot of messages coming through. Someone says, young guys next to me watching Offenheimer the other day, they were on Tinder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you love that? Someone else. Someone played a fart noise during the silence section of Offenheimer. That's People are grubs. Oh, <laughs> also the tone at the beginning of that movie. Mm. Another person, I was watching Barbie with my partner. The boys behind us felt the need to comment on everything for the first 10 minutes of the movie. I turned around to them and told them no one gives uh, whatever <laughs> about what they think and they were quiet the whole movie. By far one of the proudest moments of my life. You do feel some kind of, I don't know, maybe a bit of pride, a bit of... Uh, courage when you speak up eventually. Another person talking at the cinema is vile. People have no manners if they talk. Laughing is okay, but talking is awful. 
and someone else. Last time I went to Gold Class at 9pm, some lady brought her kids. It was an MA-rated movie and the kids were playing and running around. The woman sat away from them and let them do it. We've got to have some respect. Come on. Yeah. It also translates to gigs as well. It's not just about the movies, right? The behaviour sometimes depends on the type of performance you're at because I went to see an artist a few weeks ago, Nick, and I was really surprised by the lack of phones that I saw, the fact that people weren't engaging like they were in a really exaggerated way with technology maybe a couple of years ago. Mm. What have you found? Um, I found two different schools of thought on this. So I went and saw uh, Peach PRC a Mm. few weeks ago, probably a couple of months ago now. Phones out for that one. Well, this is the thing. The kids will book tickets to two nights of the show. They'll go one night where they get their content that they can post on TikTok and Instagram. That's often the first night. They'll go again on a second night so they can just enjoy the experience. In a cost of living crisis. I know. It seems pretty dramatic. (laughs) But then I did go and see Budgera maybe 12 months ago play in Sydney and there was hardly a phone to be seen. And it wasn't a request of the artist because we are seeing a lot of artists actually ask for people to leave their phones alone. And it's mostly being respected by most people. I mean, this has been commonplace in comedy since the beginning of time. You know, you don't bring a phone out during a comedy uh, performance. Um, Yeah, the Budgera concert, not a single phone out everyone just transfixed by this voice and it's almost a case it's a case-by-case basis almost because then you've got certain artists like you go and see some of these k-pop acts like blackpink and bts and the whole point of it is to create like capturable moments that go viral on tiktok and you know it's kind of part of the business model is that the con the concerts are almost a form of content capture opportunity for the fans and that's how they kind of engage with it so different strokes for different folks we've got messages coming through harry says i work at the movies and people are actually the worst these days, the messiest and the rudest. Someone says, I went to see The Little Mermaid recently and there was this group who were yelling out and just making stupid noises the whole time. My friend ended up going down and asking them to be quiet and they finally did. That was from Sophie. Hannah, what, are you, at, at gigs, are you pretty militant about that sort of stuff or it's things just you let fly, it's fine? See, I'm six foot two and I feel like my existence standing up at a gig is a problem in itself. <laughs> so, like, I'm always nervous and I'm, like, looking behind me apologising to people just for existing and I bought the same ticket that you bought but I don't want to block anyone. So I'm less um, antsy about people with phones because I'm like, sorry, my head is the problem as well here. Um, but, uh, look... I think the issue for me is when people throw things on stage or hold signs up in front of others. Like, that is just completely rude, I think. Like, throwing things at the artist, we know that that was a big yeah, deal a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, but I hate when the signage comes out and you're completely blocking three rows behind you. Like, that's purposeful and nasty. Also, what about getting on shoulders? At what point is that okay? Hard to know. There's different social rules for different gigs. And it depends where you are, surely. Yeah, Do you know absolutely. what I mean? Um, we've got messages. Someone kind of calling me out, being like, a quick scroll. I'm sorry, your phone screen should never light up in a cinema. That's an a-hole move right there. I'm so sorry. Stay home if your attention span is really that short. Whoa. <laughs> can I just say, I turn the brightness right down. Yeah. Like, you can barely see. It's just, I've got to check things every now and then. That's News acceptable. is breaking. I might have to run out. Exactly. Um, Oh, what, if, what if it's your mate that's doing it? Like, have you ever been at the movies or something and it's your friend who wants to talk? Because I'm, I'm, I'm starting to figure out that I'm actually just a really bad person in these situations. <laughs> but I'll be like, oh, 
sorry, so what, what does this mean actually? Or did, what did he say before? Like, I'll be the one that's speaking up. Do you have friends that do that and you think, no, stop it? I'm 10 times more likely to call it out if it's my friend. If it's oh. my friend, I'll give them the eyes. I'll be like, what are you doing? Okay. We're on a date right now, the two of us. It might be platonic, but it's still a date. Could you actually, <laughs> could you please pay attention to what's going on? Fly. Yeah, no, it does. They do. Well, I, I am a sucker for asking a friend, what was he in again? What was that movie that he was in? What was that TV show he was in a couple of years ago? He was in like three episodes off. I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> yeah. And I'll often get popcorn thrown at me and then I'll throw the popcorn back at the person sitting next to me. I'm no. thinking about my friend Jimmy when we went and saw No Hard Feelings the other week. <laughs> there was like half a box of popcorn on each of our laps by the end of the movie. Like, shut up. Out of frustration to each other, yeah. Well, hey, maybe after this we'll hit the movies. I don't know, Let's guys. Go. Let's go. <laughs> One of England's biggest lottery winners will continue to hold a mini Glastonbury on his estate despite persistent noise complaints from his angry neighbours. And I'll send the footage to the council. On Triple Jack. I'm sorry, what is with this one? (laughs) A guy in the UK who won, let's just be clear about this, $300 million in the lotto many years ago now, about a decade ago. He wanted to do something big to celebrate all those years ago. So he bought this huge place, massive estate, and put on a four-day music festival. And as you just heard, people calling it a mini Glastonbury. Neighbours, not too impressed, but, you know, hey, just won the lotto. They're like, oh, we'll, we'll roll with it. The thing is, he keeps holding the festival. And now a fight's broken out with the neighbours. They can't stand it anymore. It's been a decade enough, they're saying. I'm wondering, when have your neighbours just gone too far? And you've said, I've tried to give you a little bit, but you've just gone a bit too far. Or maybe it's you, you're the neighbour that went too far. You look back and you think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That was a pretty shitty thing to do. Message in 0439757555. You can call in as well, 1300 Hey, let's ask the Shake Up crew. We've got podcasters Nick Kelly, Hannah Ferguson. Hannah, what do you think of this guy in the UK? Do we back the festival? I back it. <laughs> I back it. I am the neighbour. You're like, and by the way, I want them all getting their phones out, playing noises, yep. <laughs> scrolling. I we do. want all of it. But I just want the neighbours to be offered some sort of complimentary pass. I want them to get VIP access. That's what I was going to say. Resolve it. Surely you're just going to give them some nice tickets. Yeah, and no. And it's all I, solved. Surely. And if they're not happy with that, you say, well... You know, I offered you a great opportunity, you've not taken it. Yeah, I was generous. Yeah. Nick, what do you think about this one? I, I am so for this. Is this not every music fan's dream? You get $300 million, you put your own festival on, you book your dream lineup, you do it at your place so you can just go and sleep in there at the end of the day. But this has actually happened in Australia to a lesser extent. But the Pete's Ridge Festival, which was there before Lost Paradise Festival um, on Dark and Junk Country, that was actually a private property that this guy would put the festival on every year. Tens of thousands of people would come. But he did exactly what you said, Hannah, and he invited everyone in the neighbourhood to have proper VIP tickets, proper VIP passes, and they would end up helping put the festival on as well. So it's definitely a case of actually having the conversation with them. But even if you didn't, once a year for four days, it's a bit of fun. Let it happen. Yeah, surely it's fine. Hannah, what kind of neighbour are you? Are you a good neighbour? I'm a good neighbour now, but I wasn't for many years, so I feel like I have so much groundwork to do to earn my rights again. Do you know what I mean? Well, let's unpack some of the no, history. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, like any university student, I did like six bedroom share houses, old Queenslanders, and we did house parties every weekend and we'd go around. It was Brisbane suburbia too. So it wasn't like this was families we were surrounded by. We'd go put a leaflet in their mailbox, please don't call 
the police, you know, no matter how much noise there is. Actually, one of our neighbours had a cat that used to live at our house and we made an Instagram for the cat because it was just spending so much time there and then the neighbours found out about the Instagram and they were deeply disturbed and never spoke to us again or let the cat out. That's so funny. Hey, we've got someone on the line now who actually threw her own festival recently. Tilly, what's your experience? What happened? Hello, how's it going? Yeah, um, we're good. So our landlord was doing uh, renovations on our bathroom for like two months. So we had a port the entire time. And we also just had like a muddy backyard. There was also renovation there. And we were like, Sounds like Splendour a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. We were like, we'll lean into it. Um, and yeah, so we threw like a little festival in the backyard, pulled it together in about a month. And the neighbours? Um, they were fine. One came over at about 10.30 and she was like, oh, you know, like we can hear the music. We were like, no worries. We'll just turn it down. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so good, Tilly. Well, here <laughs> is an example of someone who's done it properly. If the guy in the UK is listening, this is what you, they, you need to link up with Tilly, get the info because she knows the way to put on a festival. Oh, you a good neighbour, Nick? I think I'm an amazing neighbour, but my neighbours are all better than me. I'm in a unit block of five. Neighbour in number five, I'm in number one. Neighbour in number five works at a pet food factory, brings me cat food home once a week. Shout out, Sam, the greatest neighbour I've ever had. And they cook the most amazing stuff every single night. So I walk in from work, walk up those stairs. It's heaven. It's the best apartment block I've ever lived in. That's so funny. We've got messages coming through. Someone says, we allowed my neighbours to use our pool, come home one day, and they had their friends in their skinny dipping. (laughs) That is way too far. I'm sorry. Or, I mean, maybe it's fine. I don't know. It depends where you're bound. Someone else says, Christmas Eve into Christmas morning, my mum's neighbours were singing over a PA system all night and it was about 20 of them. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm actually sickened. I feel nauseous. Hannah's like, good oh, Lord. No, I, I don't like that. We're not into that <laughs> at all. That's way worse than the skinny dipping. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Hey, that is all we've got time for. Another show, another shake-up wrapped up. Nick Kelly from the Flop Stars podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dave. The podcast comes out Tuesdays and Thursdays. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, bit of a plug there. Hannah Ferguson, want to give a very quick plug? Yes, Big Small Talk starts next Tuesday at 5pm. And I'm going to give a plug too. Hack, 5.30 every weekday. We love it. News and current. <laughs> affairs as you haven't heard it before and that's all we've got time for on the shake up on hack for this week have a great weekend i'll catch you next week see ya hack on triple jack d salman here sliding into your podcast feed to let you know that the hookup podcast has all the sex and relationship content you need honestly you need us in your life join us each week as we talk all things love and f***ing like this foreplay is also there so that you have great sex like i don't know about anyone who's given themselves an orgasm in two minutes like it's fine it's the fast food of orgasms that's the hookup if you like hack you'll love us get us wherever you get your pods